Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart. 
Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now. Yes. Our chat room, you can send your questions or prayer requests. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com or Reconnect My Heart. You can say reconnectmyheart.com, reconnectmyheart.com. Also, for those who are on social media, I am on uh, Facebook, on the Brother Prater, under my name, Brother Prater, also on YouTube. I would like to say thank you all for your continued prayers and support. I thank you all so much. Um, just kind of go ahead and just go straight into the show. Um, normally, <laughs> I like to prepare and, you know, really just, um, you know, ask God, you know, in advance, you know, what is it that uh, you want me to speak? Always ask God, this is the verbiage I always say, God, what do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? And so, um, time I uh, get a word or something uh, and I have days to prepare and sometimes weeks or whatever. But this particular week was unusual. Um, I forgot how how many uh, days. It was very short, maybe a day or two or something like that God was dealing me about what to speak about today. So in actuality, let me see. Is it my phone? I can't hear. Oh, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. That was my fault. That was, um, thank you for letting me know. It was not your phone. It was, it was my device. I forgot to cut my device on. I'm so sorry. But thank you all. Thank you all so much. Uh, thank you for letting me know, Miss, uh, Miss Moore. Um, yes, hopefully you all able to hear me now. Um, welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. Uh, for those who, did not hear me. In case you want to uh, feel free to give me a call. If you want to give me a call, my number is uh, 516-453-9118. Uh, what was on me this week, God began to deal with me about a particular topic on today. We will talk about ways to grow your faith, things that could hinder your growth of your faith and much more in the episode called Flexing Faith. In the episode called Flexing Faith. I want to make sure that they can. Flexing Faith. How to develop and grow your faith. Now, when I'm speaking about faith, a lot of times we often uh, – associate faith with salvation. But we're not talking about uh, faith pertaining to salvation. We're talking about faith, well, most people we would hear, uh, faith to move mountains, these things. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, flexing faith, flexing faith. Um, put down this right quick. Well, one of the verses that stick in my mind whenever we think about faith, we're going to go ahead and go straight on. This 
verse right here. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Uh, we can go one, two, three. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, and then I'm going to read from the Amplified. And it reads like this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible or which are the things that are seen. So a couple of key words I wanted to pull out. On verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance, that's the first word, of the substance of things hope. Second word, hope. And the evidence of Things not seen, evidence. So I want to speak on the word substance, hope, and evidence. Substance, hope, and evidence. Okay, now, we're going to read from the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version, it says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real facts, which is not revealed to the senses. Now, when they talk about the senses, it's talking about the natural, like the five senses that we have with our physical body, touch, taste, smell, see, touch, taste, see, smell, hear. Now, the first word I want to speak on, it comes from verse 1 substance substance the word substance means literally to stand under to support it's the ground of confidence assurance guarantee or proof understand Faith is to a Christian what a foundation is to a house. It gives confidence. It supports it assurance, uh, an assurance that he will stand or it will stand. When a believer has faith, it is God's way of giving him confidence and assurance that what he promised will take place. Now, the next word, this may be a word that we often hear about, but a lot of times we really, really, really don't have the proper biblical understanding of the word. The word hope, hope. 
a lot of times we hear, well, I hope I hope he does this, I hope he does that. But in actuality, from what we understand within this Western Hemisphere, what we understand, hope, we actually take it as, but in the biblical sense, hope does not mean doubt. It means confidence. Now, hope. Hope is confidence. It is to expect with desire. Expect with desire. Hope is confidence. We have to remember that. Hope is confidence. Understand, when it comes down to the word hope, understand, if you really look at it, think about this. Just what we were saying. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, leave hope for a minute. I'm going to go ahead and go straight on to the next word. Then I'm going to go ahead and explain all of them together. Evidence. Evidence. Evidence simply means conviction. It is the inward conviction from God that he that what he promised if he will perform it or he will do it. The presence of God given faith in one's heart is confidence enough that he will keep his word. Now, understand this. The main thing we have to think about when it comes down to faith. Faith is action. Faith is action. Now, one of the things I always say is when it comes down to faith, you know, faith is the substance of things the hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, your faith, faith is the result of two elements coming together. First of all, if you look at one plus one, a matter of fact, we'll just say this. One plus blank equals three. One plus blank equals three. The only answer in that blank could be two. The only answer that can fit in that blank is two. Because if you have one and there's a plus sign, and then the equal sign, after the equal sign, it says three. The only answer that can fit in that blank is two. One plus anything else will not give you the result of three. And that's if you have the plus sign. Now, if you have the equal sign, even if you have the equal sign, one times blank will equal three. The only answer on that or in that will be three because no matter what you multiply times one, it will be the other number. So we're just going to look at pertaining to plus. One plus blank equals three. The only answer that can fit in that blank is two. So with that being said, Something plus something equals faith. 
Now, we're going to look at, like I mentioned, faith is the substance. In other words, faith is the substance. In other words, substance could be seen. We already mentioned that substance was talking about a support, a ground of confidence. It is an assurance. It is proof. This right here is a receipt. This receipt is proof that I purchased something. So as long as I have this receipt of what I purchased, it's letting people know that I am the owner of whatever is on this receipt. It is the proof that I am the owner. It is the title. This is my title deed of whatever is on this paper. Now, if I don't have the paper, if I don't have this receipt, but I'm telling people that I am the owner of whatever's on this receipt, then if they can't backtrack that my name is on there or if they can't backtrack that I am the owner or I have purchased whatever that is, then I don't have proof. And a lot of times it's going to go back to owner or go back to the store. I would, unless they have me on camera or something, it has to be some type of proof that there was an exchange from the merchant to me. So what we have to understand, this right here, this receipt is the proof showing that I have purchased whatever is on this receipt. So when we look at, looking at it from equal on up to what is plus this plus that that's going to equal the faith. Now, faith is the substance. In other words, faith is the substance. Look at the word substance. In other words, this receipt right here is the substance. And so this right here is something that can be seen. So understand, faith, excuse me, substance, substance can be seen. Substance can be seen. In other words, substance supposed to be seen. <clears throat> substance supposed to be seen. Faith is the substance what? This can be seen. This is the confirmation or the receipt of what I hoped for. In other words, what I strongly desired. I mentioned earlier about hope. Like I said, a lot of times what we think hope ain't hope is doubt. But hope is actual confidence. Hope is confidence. One of the things we have to tell people about hope, when you hope, like I said, hope has no no uh, 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 worry, no panic, but it's straight up confidence. There's only one difference between hope and faith. And that now comes to the third phrase of the third word pertaining to evidence, evidence, evidence. Understand, evidence, like I mentioned earlier, evidence is conviction it is the inward conviction from God that he will promise what he 
said. Now, hope plus what equals faith? What it is, hope is the step right before you get to faith. Now, hope plus what equals faith is actually what we mentioned earlier about your receipt or the evidence. The key word we have to think about, because we mentioned earlier about faith being an action word. Faith could be seen and faith is supposed to be seen. So if faith is action and we hope for something or we have a strong desire, hope plus actions equals faith. In other words, as long as I have a strong desire about something, if there's no action, then there's no faith. So what we have to do is realize you can have a strong desire, you can have a strong will about something, but nothing will come to fruition until there is corresponding action. Actions based upon what you believe. So like I said, hope plus your actions will equal faith. Hope, what you hope for, and your corresponding action based upon what you're hoping for will equal faith. If you have hope in something, but you have an actions that's contradicting or the opposite of what you're hoping for, then that's not faith pertaining to what you're hoping for. In other words, you're not going to get the result of what you hope for because you're not giving the actions of what you hope for. So you have to understand hope plus corresponding action with equal faith. Now, when we say hope, you got to think about confidence and, and also we got to think about not just pertaining to what you're believing, not just in what you're doing, but even in what you plan on doing to have corresponding actions with what you're hoping for, that also means the mindset and the verbiage that's going to coincide with those actions. Everything has to line up. What you believe, what you desire, your mindset with your actions. Matter of fact, uh, I was watching a, a wrestling episode, and one of the wrestlers DDP Diamond Dallas Page, and he said one of the things that caught his attention, he said the wrestler Dusty Rose told him, if you didn't come into the wrestling business to be world champion, then you need to get out. In other words, set your, set your highest on high. If you coming in and don't have the desire or have the uh, passion to go to the highest level, then why are you doing it? You never get into something want to stay at the entry-level position. So in other words, your desires, your hope should grow. And the only way it's going to be able to grow is if you have corresponding actions for you to go ahead and receive what you desire. So we have to keep that in mind. What is our mindset pertaining to what we are hoping for? And are we having our actions coinciding with what we believe. You know, so many people, 
they're wishy-washy. So many people, they say, well, you know, I, I, I want to do this or I want to do that. But even in your even in your desire of what you want to do, even in your desire of your dreams or whatever, what physical steps are you doing that's going to help you achieve what you desire? In other words, what we have to do, we have to look at every day, are we doing something that's going to help us get one day closer or one step closer to our purpose, to our dreams, to our desire? That's one of the things we have to think about. Matter of fact, there's a sign. There's a sign a hole on my door. It says, I am blessed. I am called. I am healed. I am whole. We have to say these things, and, not, and sometimes we have to speak out loud to ourselves in order for us to be able to hear it within our spirit. There is nothing wrong with you being able to have hopes and dreams and desires. But what plan or what steps are you doing to achieve those goals? One of the things I always believe, God will not put anything in your hand. He will put it within your reach. In other words, he's going to put it right there. But it's up to you to do to get up and grab it and for you to put it within your reach. Matter of fact, there was a song we always sing at church. Matter of fact, um, uh, it was by the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Uh, on the Cloudburst album, 1980, that was one of my favorite albums. But it's a song they called "I Made a Step." If you want, if you make one step, He'll make two. But God will make that two step until you make your first step. In other words, it's your responsibility first. God already did everything that He said He was going to do. And matter of fact, one of the things we have to think about, even when you look in Genesis, the Bible tells us that. God said, let there be light. And what happened? When God said, let there be light, then what happened? Light came forward. See, in its original meaning, let there be light, what it means is light in me be. What God said, let there be light, what he was saying was light in me be. In other words, it comes forth. Whatever God said, he spoke it and it came to reality. But just like how God spoke, he did the action, but we are his representative. We are his children, and we're supposed to duplicate what God did. We have to have corresponding actions with what we believe. But unfortunately, many of us that don't have the results of what we desire, number one, we have no biblical word on what we're standing on. What we have to do, we have to realize whatever we want from God or whatever we desire from God, we need to have scripture that's going to support what God's word said about that situation. God has every answer pertaining to this life that we're in right now. He has everything pertaining to life and God and this that we deal with. He has a word in his word about it. But the key thing for us to do is to look at what God's word said about it and have confidence in it and then do or duplicate what he said and what he did. What we have to realize, I mentioned earlier, we must see your faith. In other words, faith is action or your faith or your actions based upon God's action or God's word. Say it again. 
we must see your faith or you must see my faith because I always tell people when I'm speaking, I look at myself right in the audience because a lot of times when God bring forth the word, it's not just for them, but it's for us even as ministers. So what we have to realize God has a word for us pertaining to whatever situation that we're in, but we have to find corresponding actions of what God's word said about that situation, and we need to stand on that. So faith is action. Your actions based upon God's actions or God's word. Think about this. True biblical faith is confident obedience to God's word in spite of situations and or circumstances. See, we hear God's word. We trust God's word. We obey God's word. And we act upon God's word. There are some things that we have to do in order to have our faith to grow. First of all, understand, faith is a muscle. Faith is a muscle that was designed to be exercised and grow. Faith is a muscle. Now, I want to bring up some things that's going to help us to have our faith muscle to grow. The first thing we have to do, I'm going to say it in this order. The first thing we have to do, we got to obey God. <laughs> it sounds it sound minute, but it's very important. Understand this. The best way for you to grow your faith is for you to be faithful. That makes sense? So in other words, how in the world can our faith grow if we are not faithful to God nor his word? We have to be faithful to God's word in order for our faith to grow. Understand, your obedience to God will show you that you love him. You trust him, and he is first in your life. Matthew 6 and 33 tells us that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, or all these things shall chase you down. One of the things we have to remember, when we seek God, seek God, uh, seek the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, righteousness meaning God's way of being right. In other words, doing the right thing the right way. In other words, the key thing for us to do is to check our motives. Check our motives. Because what we always say, man looked at the outer appearance, but God looked at the heart. In other words, I might be doing a good deed, and people may give me some accolades saying, oh, he did this. He helped the person walk across the street, or he fed the homeless. He did a, that's fine and dandy. What people may do, people may see my action, but God see my motive. And even in me doing a good deed, if my motives does not line up with 
God's word, then guess what? What I did was for nothing. Because God is checking your motives of why you're doing things, not just what you're doing, but why you're doing it. Are you doing it for his kingdom or are you doing it for your agenda? Understand, it is very important for us, for us to be able to check our motives, check and make sure our motives are godly and pure. If it's trinket, if it's a smidge of mm, us in it, then guess what? We are actually contaminating what we're trying to give God. It should not be any of us in what we give or present to God. Because God is holy. We're flawed, but he isn't. So checking our motives of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Also understand, and this is something that we really have to understand this part right here. In order for your faith muscle to grow, you must exercise and feed your spiritual body. You must exercise and feed your spiritual body. I want to first speak about feeding the body. First of all, understand with our spiritual body, we as human beings, we have to understand that we live in two different worlds. God made us with a physical body, but also God made us spirit. God made us spirit. We were spirit being first. And then we were brought to reality. We we have a physical body, but we have a spiritual body. One of the things that we always tell people, we always tell people that we are the only creatures that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. There's a physical world that we're living in. We're all on uh, the podcast right now. There's a physical body. Right now, I'm in Dallas, Texas. But there's a spiritual body that's operating within the spiritual realm. Have you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you get this eerie feeling like, hmm, something ain't right. Mm. Or even I'll say something ain't right and then all of a sudden, but you know what? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and go over there anyway. And then when you get over there, it was exactly how you felt before you physically made it there. Or what about Hmm, man, it seemed like I've been here before. But see, your spirit man connected with the spirit that was in the atmosphere of where you were going. And then when you physically made it there, then your spirit already recognized where you were at. Why? Because your spirit man, God was letting you know the spirit in the spirit world or in the spiritual realm what you were going to be encountering. God never intended us to be naive. God never intended for us to be able to just, you know, walk into something blindly. Because understand, the devil is a spirit. And so God wanted to be aware of our enemy. First of all, God is a spirit, but also so is the devil. And even even when we do die, our physical body, it's going to go back to the ground. Our physical body is going to die, but our spiritual body will not die. We're made of soul and spirit, you know, body, soul, and spirit. 
our body, our physical body will die, but our spirit and our soul will not die. And then when Jesus comes back, what happened? He will have a he will have another body for our spirit and soul to live in. This right here, this physical body that we're in, this flesh, it operates with blood. But in our new body, we will not have blood. We will not have uh, flesh and blood, excuse me, blood and bones. We will have spirit. We will have flesh and bones. I messed that up. We are flesh and blood right now. We were flesh and blood. But when we die, we will be flesh and bone. In other words, there will be no need for blood because in the blood, there is life. And so when we have our new body, we will have no need for blood. So understand, we that are human beings are the only creatures that God created. And so understand, there is a spirit body that God wants us to recognize. Now, with our physical body, we have five senses. I mentioned earlier, touch, taste, smell, hear, touch, taste, smell, hear, see. Now, we have a spiritual body. Now, that spiritual body, spiritual body is our imagination, our conscious, our memory, our reasoning, and our affection. So understand with our physical body, we have a spiritual body. So just like with our spiritual body, you know, if you look at your physical uh, body pertaining to what you see, don't you know that even when you kind of daydream, you begin to kind of see things, or like I said earlier, how we may event, uh, we might imagine, huh, I've seen that before. Well, understand, a lot of times God will show you things in the spirit. God will show you things in the spirit for us to be aware of things. Like I said, God never wants us to be naive about anything. So understand, there's a physical body pertaining to what, excuse me, a spiritual body pertaining to what we see and also what we hear. I have to put this out there. Think about what we see, what we see. We see things in the spirit. God will reveal things in the spirit. Why do you think? Let's just say pertaining to courtship. Why do you think? that God will, you know, give you an uneasy feeling because there's a, hmm, it, 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 I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable about this person. Or, hmm, something ain't right. You get this uneasiness in your stomach. We call it gut feeling or intuition, whatever you call it. But understand God is alerting you about something within the spirit. Think about what we see. Understand, the opposite of faith, the opposite of faith, a lot of times, I used to hear this growing up, the opposite of faith is fear. Well, in actuality, that's not true. <clears throat> because, like I said, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
The opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is sight. Why is that? Because what happened a lot of times we've been so accustomed to going by our physical senses instead of our spiritual senses. God is trying to mature us for us to be able to recognize, huh, there is something beyond the scene. See, God is trying to show us what's behind the scene. In order for us to see what's behind the scene, we can't rely upon our physical senses. We have to rely upon, upon our spiritual senses. That's why we have to feed our spiritual body, spiritual bodies to be aware, to be alert, because God will waken us in our spiritual body to let us know what's going on within these physical realms. Because like I said, remember, we're spirit beings first, and God is going to alert your spirit man first to make you aware of what may be going on in the physical realm. If you wait till you see it within the physical realm, then it's already too late. Why? Because your spirit man or your spiritual senses has already been alerted. But a lot of times we override what we spiritually see, and then when it's happening in the physical, it's already too late. So understand, God will alert us within our spirit man what may be going on to prevent it from hurting us or harming us within the physical realm. Understand, God has our best interest at heart. So think about it. He's trying to block it from hurting us in the physical realm. That's why we have to keep our spiritual senses on high alert. So understand, faith, the opposite of faith, is what what we see in the in the natural in the physical realm now moving from what we see we're talking about what we see now in the spirit where god is trying to help us to see things and for us to be aware of things we have to be obedient to what god shows us one of the things um okay Okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to speak about it. What we have to realize, God is trying to help us to be able to understand what we see. So with obedience, obedience is like when you see your child and they do the right thing, you know, it gives you a sense of joy. But just like you have a sense of joy, they have joy too. You know, when we obey or when our children obey us. And so understand, when we obey God, there's trust. Not just that we showing that we trust him, but like I said, it's showing that God can trust us. Think about this. We asking God for more of this. We asking God to help us through that. But if we ask God to help us through that, can he trust us with it? That's, some, that's one of the things that hit me uh, earlier today. A lot of times we ask God for something, but if we be real, can he trust us with it? Okay, I'm asking God for a new car. 
okay, let's do like some of the people. Hey, I'm I'm asking God to give me a wife. I'm asking God to give me a husband. Okay, but are you doing the steps that you need to do to receive your husband or your wife or your car or a house? Understand obedience, 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 obedience. Obedience is what you have to do for you to be able to receive or, uh, uh, or have that path. Because think about it. You know, God has already ordered our steps. And if God already ordered our steps, our obedience to God will keep us on that path in order for us to walk in. And like I say, it's actually showing God not only that he can trust us, but it's showing us and keep us on the path that he already prepared for us. But when we disobey God, it pulls us from the path of righteousness and pull us from the path that he already prepared for us. He already prepared a path, but disobedience remove us from the path. So obedience is very important for us to understand and do. You think about it. Now, of course, you have a child, and let's just say they've been bad as all outdoors. They've been disobedient. Now, you you may give them their needs pertaining to, hey, a hot meal or a bed to lay. Now, I ain't going to say a bed, somewhere to lay because, you know, if they're a nice child, obedient, they take care of everything, you might give them a bed. But let them be disobedient and, 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 and messing, up, messing up the bed, you know, all that stuff. You might have them sleep on the floor or you might kick them out. So understand, obedience is very, very, very important. I mentioned about the spiritual body. Now, understand, like I said, we spoke about the uh, uh, the spiritual senses pertaining to what we see, but also what we hear. He that has an ear, let them hear. Listen, we need to hear the word of God, even if you hear from someone or if you read it out loud and hear it within your, not just your physical ears, with your spiritual ears, but the expectation is for you to hear what thus says the Lord and obey it, corresponding actions. Listen, a lot of times, well, I just say it like this, is disobedience, is it really worth it? If you, if you really just get down to the basic of what we're disobeying God about, if you really think about it, is it worth it? I mean, if you think about it, he knows more than us. He knows what's best for us. And if you think about it, what we, quote, unquote, disobeying God about, we trying to do things, do things in our own way or in our own method. We already failed. We failed in the past. What make us think that us doing the same thing that made us fail in the past going to make us successful in the future? You know, the the definition of uh, insane um, is, the definition of insane is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Insanity. Well, if you think about it, what we're doing, is it going to change because we're doing the same method? The answer is no. So when it comes down to our hearing, we have to be able to hear 
and give God the corresponding action and obey what he told us in order for us to be able to have our spirit man to grow. Understand, when it boils down to it, our spiritual senses is so important. God made our spiritual senses to, to yearn to obey him. You know, have you ever felt hungry and you ate, but you still wasn't satisfied? And a lot of times what the problem is we ate because we thought we were physically hungry. But in fact, we weren't physically hungry. We were spiritually hungry. Your spirit man desires to be quenched with God's word and obedience to God. We have to be obedient to God's word in order for us to be able to be filled or be healthy. You know, I think about I think about our spiritual body being just like a bodybuilder. A professional bodybuilder would train with stay in the gym, but not just physical fitness, but also what did he do? He watched his diet. In other words, what we have to do, we have to watch what spiritual food that we put within our body. Understand, God's word is pure. And think about God's word being pure. God's word is filled with nourishment, nourishment for the bones. Obedience would give us that nourishment of God's word. It would give us that nourishment. But what happened when we disobey God, what happened that contaminates that food, and we getting spiritual junk food that's going to ruin our bodies and prevent us from being lean and cut in the spiritual senses. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my son's uncle, one of my son's uncle, uh, was a bodybuilder. And what he said was his trainer was able to tell whenever he had a cheat day. Why? Because he could be able to see whatever junk food that he ate, he was able to tell off in different parts of his body. And what happened, a well-trained trainer will be able to detect, but also it would prevent you from having access to that bad food. But even if they try to prevent you from having access to it, they're not going to prevent you from eating it. Why? Because the choice is yours. God gave us free will. God not going to make us obey him. He gave the choice to us. But even with that choice, there comes consequences. So understand, with that choice, God made us free moral agents. So understand, with that spiritual body being able to be fed, now we're going to talk about the exercise, the exercising that will help your faith to grow. Look at it like this. The situation that you're facing right now, those problems, what they are, those are the spiritual dumbbells that you can use to grow or develop that muscle that you're trying to train, that faith muscle. In other words, you have to change your perspective of what you're dealing with. Change your perspective of the situation. Change your perspective by looking at that problem as opportunity. 
looking at that problem as opportunity for you to be able to see God move in your life. Now, look, not only be able to change your perspective, but like I said, find scripture pertaining to what God's word said about that situation and then walk in it. One of the things we have, you know, we always tell people, you know, some people, they say, well, you know, I have faith, you know, I'm going to stop taking medicine. I'm going to stop taking my medicine. And then what happens, they end up getting sicker. Why is that? Number one, even though they stop taking the medicine, but they're not doing any healthy substitutes. I mean, I'm going to say it like this. Let's just say if I'm taking medicine. My goal is to stop using the medicine. Now what I have to do, I have to do the steps I need to in order for me to be able to no longer need that medicine. So let's just say, for example, I have a condition, and they say, well, you know, you got to take this medicine because of this and because of that. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to my doctor, and I'm going to let him know, okay, so what do I need to do for me to be able to no longer need these medicines. Okay, I need to lose some weight. Okay, I'll do that. I need to drink more water. Okay, I need to do that. Okay, uh, I need to quit smoking. Okay, I'm going to stop doing it. I'm just giving an example. I don't want about to think I'm smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm going to quit drinking. Okay, I'm going to stop drinking. Okay, now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to replace all the bad things that I've been doing the bad habits, and so I'm putting healthy habits. Okay, instead of smoking, I'm going to eat fruit. Okay, I need to lose some weight. Okay, so I'm going to start exercising. Okay, also, instead of me overeating, what I'm going to do, I'm going to change my eating portion, and I'm going to change, instead of having the greasy stuff, fat back and soft jaws and all that stuff, I'm going to eat healthy, and I'm going to have a healthy portion. And like I said, also, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get my weight. I'm going to get my weight down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so that's doing the steps for me to be able to exercise faith because my faith says that I'm going to be delivered from taking this medicine. I'm doing these steps, but as long as I'm sitting down, say, oh, I got faith, I got faith. You know what? Not only I got faith, I'm saying I got faith, but I also going to have some pills too. I have to physically show action. I have to physically do action. And also, one of the things we always tell people is, well, you know what? Not only, not only uh, we're going to exercise and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, but also what we're going to do, we're going to make sure that we read the word of God. We're going to uh, keep God's word going forth in our life, and we're going to feast on God's word. We're going to meditate. We're going to hear what God's word says and all this stuff because you think about it. You're substituting God's word for the problem. You're substituting, regardless of how you got into that stage, you're removing the situation and replacing it with God's word. And with that God's word, that's God's obedience. So understand, you have to make sure to 
exercise, like I said, utilize what you're in as an opportunity of allowing God to show you what he can do and who he, who he is in your life. Exercise. Look at each time and each thing as an opportunity of picking up the dumbbells, picking up the spiritual dumbbells. Also, I mentioned about training your listening skills, training your listening skills. We have to understand listening to God's word and obeying it is so, so, so things that will hinder. Matter of fact, um, oh, yeah, a couple of things that will hinder your faith from growing. I spoke about obedience. The things that will hinder your faith from growing is disobedience. <laughs> disobedience. You know, we mentioned earlier about obedience, but now disobedience. You know, if like I said, if you really think about it, you know, when we disobey, what happens? When we disobey God, it 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 pulls us or it removes us. It makes us at a distance from God because sin stinks in the nostrils of God, and disobedience is a sin. But also, like I said, we talk about we trust God, but can God trust us? And disobedience shows God that we're not to be trusted. Understand, if you obey God, God is your Lord. But if you disobey God, that means you're obeying Satan. If you're disobeying God, that means you're obeying Satan. Now, if you disobey Satan, then that means you're obeying God. So understand, Satan is the enemy of God. And so if we're disobeying God, we're obeying God's enemy, which means that we're obeying our enemy. If God is our spiritual father, and we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and like I said, if God is our spiritual father, and the spiritual father has an enemy, Satan, then that means that we are obeying our father's enemy. And if we are children of God, we are obeying our enemy. How are we going to obey God's enemy or our spiritual father's enemy and still expect the blessings of God. In other words, think about those things that we desire from God, they are in God's possession, our heavenly father's possession. But if we disobedient, we're no longer keeping it within the spiritual family, but we're taking it and giving it into the enemy's camp. Disobedience, it ain't worth it. Also, fear. Fear. We understand that God did not give us the spirit of fear nor timidness. But also, if you think about it, fear. A lot of times, what we fear, we fear the unknown. That's why it's so important for us to be educated upon what we're desiring, become educated in and be a student of it. Be a student. Learn learn what you desire from God. Study it. And also, what happened, I would mention about things that are uh, uh, stop our growth, being unprepared for what we are desiring. 
when we're not prepared for what we're desiring, then what happens, it prevents our growth. It prevents our faith muscle from being exercised or grow. Not just being prepared, being unprepared, but also understand that when we are not studying or when we are not uh, uh, aware, when we have not studied on what we're desiring, then what happens when it comes, when the seeds of it come, we're not able to recognize it. See, just like a baby does not come out, when a baby is conceived, it's not automatically coming out full term. So understand that seed form, we have to be able to recognize things within seed form. So for us to be able to be prepared, we have to be able to be a student of what we're desiring God for and also for us to study so that way we can be prepared for it. And when we're prepared, then we'll be able to recognize it in seed form. I mentioned disobedience. I mentioned um, fear, being unprepared. But also this is something that may get us in trouble. Excuse me. (sighs) Unforgiveness. (laughs) Unforgiveness. You know, all these things that I'm mentioning, it, it deals with the spirit of man. All these things are spirits, uh, disobedience, uh, fear, unforgiveness, unforgiveness. First of all, what we have to do, we have to understand unforgiveness, it clouds our judgment. See, the gasoline of God is love. God operates in love. But what happens Unforgiveness contaminates that gas, that spiritual gas. And so what happened with the unforgiveness, what happened, it makes us become hard, cold. Have you ever tried to exercise a cold muscle? It's, it becomes painful. Unforgiveness, what happened, Unforgiveness is a spirit, and it allows us to have a distorted view of things. Sometimes it even have us to operate in witchcraft. What do I mean? See, when it comes down to unforgiveness, unforgiveness a lot of time it will create anger, but most importantly it will create hate. It will develop into hate. And so what happened? Hate comes from Satan, and you know, God and Satan does not dwell in the same temple. So what happens, unforgiveness is a seed that the devil tries to insert that will prevent us from being able to operate in the spirit and love of God. So when it comes down to unforgiveness, unforgiveness, we have to be aware to be able to forgive That doesn't mean that we like what happened, but forgiveness is not for their benefit, but it's for your benefit, for you to keep your spirit clean and clear. You have to have your spirit clean and clear for you to operate and function because God wants you to be able to be trusted. And sometimes God will challenge us or sometimes God will test us, not with our friends, not with people that we don't know times within our enemies. See, 
it doesn't matter how we treat our friends because we're going to be partial to them. We're going to treat them fine. But God will oftentimes monitor us, not how we treat our friends, but how we treat our enemies. Hmm. So that's why it's so important for us to be aware that we have to forgive. The the um, the example we heard some time ago, it said that, you know, having unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. We have to be able to be clear, to be free. When you have unforgiveness in you, it stops your growth. It stops your faith muscle, but it also stops your spiritual growth. A lot of time when you think about it, you know, a lot of time when the things happen to us and we end up, we want to, look here, it's okay to get angry, but the Bible tells us be angry, but sin not. In other words, when you get to the point where you're angry, go ahead and release that immediately. That's the key thing we have to do. Be able to release that immediately, but then also not to hold on to it. In other words, when the devil have give us the opportunity, we can't receive anything. We shouldn't receive anything that the devil try to give us. So, saying God wants us to be able to be aware of our quote-unquote forgiveness temperature or meter. Also, another thing that will stop us from spiritually growing, uh, faith from growing, we have to make sure to not have folks around us that are not exercising their faith. What we need to do is make sure that we center ourselves around people, like-minded people, godly people, who are exercising their faith. In other words, what happened a lot of time is that will allow us to be able to see when if we become discouraged alone, what happens, we draw strength from one another. But when you always center yourself around people that's always in need, then what happens, you can end up spiritually dry heaven. You know you don't have anybody that's gonna challenge you because you have people that are in the worst situation than you. And what happened a lot of times because your good heart, you end up helping folks who don't want help. Or excuse me, helping folks who don't need help. What they need to do is a lot of time is repent. Because what happened a lot of time, they end up leeching off of people. And what happened, good people sometimes center themselves around people who always in need of what? Having a hand out, who always a spiritual leech. They sucking their life out of people. So that's why we have to make sure that we have to be mindful of the people that we center ourselves around. Matter of fact, thank you, thank you, Mr. Floyd. You will feel like a crab in a bucket. True. That's why it's so important for, for you to be able to watch the people that you send yourself with. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, there are people that may be within our family or whatever. There are people that we can't avoid. But what you have to do is understand, just like the old terminology, it says you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop a bird from building a nest upon your head. So in other words, we have to be mindful of who we invest or who we allow access into our circle or into our life. There's nothing wrong with being cordial with people. Hey, how you doing? All right. God bless you. That's it. But then what happened a lot of time, we end up forthcoming with people who are spiritual leeches. 
You have to be responsible of your gift. You have to be responsible of your time. You have to be responsible of your heart and be mindful of the people that you allow or you invest or you invite into your circle. Everybody should not have access. Only qualified, responsible people that are like-minded should have access. And I know some people, well, you know, the Bible tells us we need to be nice and courteous to people. Yeah, but also the Bible tells us, my Godfather always talk about it, lay hands subtly on no man. In other words, stop giving your approval or your trust to people who has not earned it. We have to be spiritually responsible because why? Because God wants to be good stewards. And a lot of times we think about stewardship just pertaining to money. No, no, no. It pertains to everything that God has given you. That means even your time, even your talent, even your gifts. God wants you to be a better steward. So you have to be responsible and take inventory of everything that God God has given you, which also means even the people that come into your life. Take inventory because you have to see did you invite them into your life or did they so happen to come in with someone that you trusted? Because, get this, just because Somebody trusts them does not mean that you have to trust them. There are some people, look here, just because I let somebody come in and they come in with a companion, that does not mean that I have to automatically trust them or even give them access to come in. I'm going to give this example. Let's just say that, um, you know, I invite Oprah Winfrey into my friendship. That's fine and dandy. But guess what? Everybody knows that she's going to come with Gail King or Stedman. I forgot her boyfriend's name. But uh, Stedman. Okay, people should know that's her company. But just because I may trust Oprah does not mean that I automatically give Gail King or Mr. Stedman trust too. What I need to do is make sure if I trusted her, if she gained my trust, then what I need to do is check them out individually. Check them out. And let's just say they were no good. Okay, if if uh, 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 Gail King is no good or Mr. Stedman is no good, then I don't need to let them have assets to come in. But also what that means also I'm putting Miss Oprah Winfrey on probation. Why? Because she's around people that are untrustworthy. So what I may need to do is deny her access to me because she may unknowingly try to give somebody access to information that they are not qualified or privileged to, should be privileged to. So that's what we have to do. It's a business, and we have to keep business business fight. It ain't nothing personal. And what happened, we end up taking uh, uh, business personal and we give people an allowance. Okay, yeah, you can come on in. Or you, it's, it's okay. I'm trying to do the right thing. And then what happened, you wonder why you with your nice and good heart, godly heart, you wonder why people always using you. Oh, I guess it's God's will. That wasn't God's will. That was your choice. And look here, God might be in heaven just trying to tell you, hey, I tried to told you, but you wouldn't listen. 
So that's something we have to understand. We have to keep things businessified. And you know what? If you look at it, you know, th- thank you. Thank you, Miss Floyd. You know, we all need help in this situation. I know I have failed in this situation. I don't care. I don't care who you are, what position. It can be pertaining to business. It can even be pertaining to ministry. There are some lessons that we learned the hard way because we didn't obey or even we were naive and we end up giving people, you know, a chance that they did not earn. We all have done that, but we shouldn't continue to do that. You know, fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me two times, shame on me. And so many of us been fooled three, four, five, six, seven times. Uh-uh. And God is saying, listen, I want you to start using your spiritual senses. Keep your spiritual senses on alert and understand God will tell you if you talk to him, if you sincere with God. One thing we always say, if you be real with God, he will be for real with you. I, I, I wanted to share this um, testimony, and it's about, you know, your faith. You know, exercise and growing your faith. I was invited to this church years ago, and um, it was a 3 o'clock, pro- 3 or 3.30 program, and so I had already left my church, locked up everything, and I was headed. First of all, all I had was the church uh, name. I didn't have anything else. So I Googled the name of the church, and it gave me an address in Pleasant Grove. So I drove around. I finally found that address. It took me a while. And so, I, like I said, I can't remember if the church post started at 3 or 3.30. I think it was at 3.30. And so I made it. I found, I found the location, and I kept, getting, I kept going around and around, and it seemed like, Something ain't right, you know. It, it was like two streets with the same name, and so I was looking at the GPS, and it was like, okay, you're one minute away from your destination. I'm like, good. And then all of a sudden, I turn on the street, then it says you're five minutes away. I'm like, what's going on? And so, lo and behold, about three forty-five, maybe maybe three forty-five. I found the address, but guess what? It was a closed business closed bin. I'm like, what? I'm, I can't find this church. I Googled that church again. That's the only address that was related to that church. So I'm driving around, driving. By now, it's 4 o'clock. And then I'll say, you know what? God, I, I don't, I don't want to go home. And I just kept hearing in my spirit, you need to go ahead and go home. That was the devil. I understand. And that's one thing we got to do. We got to recognize the difference between God's voice the devil's voice and our emotions. Well, I recognize the devil, the devil's voice. You need to go ahead and go home. And I said, God, there's a reason why I can't find this address. But you know what? I'm trusting you. You're going to tell me where to go. And so I was leaving Pleasant Grove. God told me, go back to my church, go to the parking lot and start over. Just start right there at our church parking lot. So I made it to our church parking lot. By now, it's about 4.20. And I said, okay, God, tell me where I need to go. So I'm at the church, our church parking lot, and he told me, turn right. Okay, so I'm driving. And he said, turn left. I'm driving. Now, turn right. 
So I'm driving. So now I'm passing by my daddy's house. I'm like, I don't know why I'm over here. And God said, just trust me. So I said, okay, God. So I gave God the spiritual sterning wheel. So I'm, look, I'm just driving, and I'm listening to what God tell me. I had to learn to tune out the noise and obey God. I had to make sure that my spidey senses, you say spiritual senses or spidey senses, were on high alert to listen to the reception of what God was trying to tell me. So as I'm driving, all of a sudden the street curves. And as I'm driving and the street curves, all of a sudden my hand comes off the steering wheel. The steering wheel turns and pulls up at this field. And I look, and right on top of the field was a church. And I looked to my right, and there was a little bitty sign, and it had the name of the church that I needed to be at right on that sign. And I'm like, oh, my God, I pass, I always come in this area all the time. Never seen that church, never knew the name of the church. But I saw people walking out, and I was like, oh, my God. By now, it's like 440, 450, somewhere around there. So, oh, man, am I late? And so I asked the people, hey, excuse me, am I late? They said, no, they got started. They got started late. You can come on in. And I went I went in. I was like, okay, God, there's a purpose of me being here. And lo and behold, this was years ago when swine flu first came out. And apparently the minister that was preaching had swine flu. So we ended up praying for him. And then at the end, they had me to have words. So I said all that to say this. I didn't know where the church was, but what I did, I used the problem of me not knowing the location of that church as an opportunity for God to move and for him to show, for him to, listen, uh, for him to show me where I need to go for me to be where I need to be at. I did not have the address, but God knew it. So what I had to do, I had to listen. That's why it's so important for you to obey God, because when you obey God, it trains your it trains your listening skills and it trains your spirit to recognize the voice of God. And also for you to be able to hear God and obey him so that way he can entrust what you want him to do, which was me, give, him, give me the address. Like I said, I've never been there. Didn't, I didn't know the church existed, but God knew the address. I didn't. So understand, God want to use you. God want to talk to you and tell you things that are hidden. Like I said, God knew the address. I didn't. Even like if you can't find your keys. If you really listen and tell God, God, I don't know where them keys at. God, can you tell me where those keys at? If you really listen, he'll tell you, go over here, look on the side of the bed. And also, you move the mattress and your keys dangling right there. There are things that are hid, regardless if it was hid because you were unprepared, it was hid for a due season, or it may be hid for a particular reason, but for whatever reason, God might be hiding for you to be able to go to him and consult him for you to be able to have your spiritual muscle or your faith muscles to grow or develop. There is a reason why the situation that you're facing is in front of you. The question is what you're going to do about it. Are you going to use it as an opportunity for you to be uh, 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 
refined oil well machine for you to be able to have your spiritual muscles grow and develop? Or are you going to allow that situation not for faith to grow, but fear to grow or anxiety or worry to grow? That's something we have to think about. And as we get ready, as we get ready to um, uh, go to the phone line, I want to go to the phone line. I want us to understand in order for our faith muscle to grow, we have to do things God's way. It's God's way or no way. We have to make sure that we do the things that God helps us to do in order for us to be the men or the lady that God called for us to be and for God to entrust, for God to entrust what we are desiring. God entrusts us with those things. Like I said, God spoke the word, you know, and he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, but also we have to understand he has given us power and authority. How are we using our power and authority? our power and authority. Now unto, unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within you or working within me. Are we using that power for the upbuilding of God's kingdom or for the tearing down of God's kingdom and the upbuilding of Satan's kingdom? That's some, one thing we got to think about. What are we using it for? I'm going to go ahead and put that on pause for a minute and go ahead and go to the phone lines for those who, um, matter of fact, go here. For those who may want to uh, say something, they're welcome to at this time. We're going to go to this right here. Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just let you know that you're on the air. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you really covered all the bases, but uh, uh, you know, something that um, I know we've been taught, but I love the way you put it uh, today is the fact that you know we need to have confidence in God, right? We need to have confidence that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to keep his promise and that we, you know, we can live our lives without fear. And I I love that part that you put in as well. And also I love your analogy. Uh, I don't know much about wrestling, but, you know, I played football um, and and lifted weights and, you know, uh, uh, control my diet and different things like that. So that was a perfect analogy into the spirit. We have to be careful what uh, spiritual things we uh, acquire into our minds and in our hearts because it's going to affect us in this life and, and possibly even in the afterlife. So, you know, I just I just thank God for you and, uh, you know, everything you said. I mean, like I said, you brought forth so many different things tonight, um, and, and, and the key was obedience, uh, I feel. Uh, that you brought up because uh, uh, obedience uh, to God activates the Holy Spirit in my book. You know, I'm not a minister. I'm not this or that. But um, I believe that uh, being obedient to God changes your life, right? And so, um, you know, I just thank you for, 
you know, the good words that you're putting out and keep on putting out, helping people, you know, become better Christians uh, or even becoming Christians. So I just say keep on doing the, the great work that you're doing. And like I said, I really appreciate this word tonight um, about confidence and obedience and living righteous. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I appreciate you, and um, I'm not going to hold you. We're going to continue later on. Um, okay. I'm glad. Look like there's a lot of people on the phone line right now, and I'm not going to say the person's name. Or it might be more than one individual, but it's someone I see that's on the phone line. I'm hoping that I can get a chance to have them to say something. I want to hear because uh, this person, hopefully I can describe uh, who they are, but this person is a uh, – a person of faith, uh, right? And I just, I just say it that way. But uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Thank you for your support. And we're gonna go yes, to the the next person, um, right here. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm well. And how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Um, you're welcome to uh, share with us your wealth of knowledge, uh, if you like. Well, you know, it's a great show, and uh, uh, you've done a great job of of explaining because we have to understand, yeah, we have to – our faith is a muscle, and so we have to – as you said, uh, I played sports, and I understood the training and all that, and some people don't say, but they walk, they train to make sure they keep their body in shape. So the same thing we have to do for our faith. And what I, I want to just kind of like hit on when you spoke earlier about in Genesis when God said, let there be light. And for us that may not understand the word light, when it speak of light in the Bible, it speak of God's presence. And so uh, as God spoke, as you said, the light that was in him, let it be. And so wherever there's light, there's God's presence. That's why the Bible speaks of that the darkness can't overtake it. King James said comprehend it, that means overshadow it, overtake it, because wherever God's presence is, there is light, there is truth. And the Bible also tells that the uh, word, uh, which is Jesus Christ, became the light of the world. So wherever God is, wherever there's light, this is God's presence. And so uh, when we exercise our faith in the given situation, and then, therefore, God's light shines there. And so, therefore, we're going to receive whatever it is that we have faith in God for. And so I was glad you brought that up. And so we need to understand wherever there's light, that's God's presence uh, in the world or in our situation. Okay. And as I said, yeah. good job and keep the good work up. Well, thank you. I, I thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, finish up. I got, like I said, I got somebody hoping, I'm hoping that uh, I can have them be able to um, come on here and say something to someone on the line now. But um, I appreciate you, and we're going to continue shortly. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. All righty. And this person right here. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? All right, all right. Enjoy your uh, passage of scripture on Hebrews. Hebrews is the 
book of faith, so we can really appreciate that. And so we just uh, thank God for you uh, doing what all you do. Praise God for you. Just pray your strength in the Lord to keep doing what you do. And uh, and we just enjoy when they talk about faith. You know, Romans 10 and 17 tell us that faith comes by hearing. And uh, when we look up the word uh, shema, shema means hearing, but it also means action. And so Hebrew words are stronger than what our words are. So in order for us to be hearing from God, that means we show actions by our obedience. So the two go hand in hand. And so without obedience, it, it shows, the, it measures if we're really hearing from God. And so we just thank God because faith is what's needed in the new covenant. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, we can't believe that we're saved. Without faith, you know, we can't be healed. And so we, uh, as people, but the, the 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 main thing about faith is that that muscle that you talk about. If you don't exercise it, we exercise our faith. We can only use what we know to increase faith. So if we don't have enough knowledge of faith through Scripture, we can only advance so far in faith. So it, it's very important that we uh, study Scripture and, and, and stay in the Word in order that our faith muscle can be. Uh, the Word, the Bible said the Word is like medicine, so it would be like a vitamin, giving ourselves a vitamin so that we can what make that muscle stronger because we can stand on the Word of God throughout our uh, times of stress and throughout our times of anxiety and our times of trials and tribulation, that if we uh, just keep putting that Word in us, and then we can make that face muscle grow so strong till that nothing, what, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And so we just thank God for your uh, word tonight. We just pray that God will uh, continue to increase you in, uh, in the work that you do. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And, you know, uh, that's one of the things that um, we really have to do. And I'm glad you um, had brought it up because um, – when it comes down to the hearing and, you know, just being able to make sure that we set our, set our heights even more, set them higher because, you know, just like, like I said earlier, when a person work out, a person, they may start off exercising with 25 pounds, but you can't stay exercising at 25 pounds for the rest of your life and not expect more growth. You know, you're doing, you know, same weights, same reps, but you're not going to get same results of growth. At one point, at some point, that growth is going to stop because your body and your muscle has not been challenged. And so the same thing pertaining to our faith. You know, sometimes they used to always say um, there's a new devil for a new level, a, a new level, a new devil, something somewhere around there. And what happens devil a lot of times, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, a lot of times what we realize, even though the situations may be a little bit more difficult than what we handled before, but it's showing us, hey, look here, this is a, a greater opportunity, and that must mean that God allowed this because he put more weight on this quote-unquote 
spiritual dumbbell, which we call problem, because he see that there's an opportunity of more growth or more gain for our spiritual body or our faith muscle. Yes. So, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yes, yes, that's uh, uh, that's a, a God gives us tests because as humans we are. Uh, prone to uh, just like you say, keep that same weight on there. Mm-hmm. I've gotten used to that. I don't want no change. So God has to Himself put extra weight on the dumbbell, and He expects for you to take it as a challenge. Why? Because if if I just use it, like you say, just using in your analogy, if I use the same weight all the time, it gets to a point that I'm just toning. I'm not. I'm not building no muscle mass. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just keeping everything in tone. But when I eventually put more weight on it, then I begin to put build more muscle. And so God sends us tests to to to, to build our faith and to build our trust in Him, and until we get to the level that you know we just there's what well, it's nothing impossible for Him that believes. And so we just thank God for you, and I'm going to tap out because I know some other folks may want to speak tonight. I'm not going to take up all your time. Yeah, I, I thank you so much. And, and one last thing I'll say about this, what Jesse said, not only God will use the problems that he sent or he allowed, but even the mistakes and the problems we bring upon ourselves, when we repent, we can even have that to help us to be able to learn from it and to grow. You know, so I mm-hmm. I thank God for that. You know, but I'm not gonna hold you, but I appreciate you. And we're yeah, gonna continue. Genesis, uh, I'll say this: in Genesis, uh, uh, I think it's the 50th chapter. It says, "What they meant for evil, God what turned it around Genesis. for our good." So yeah, that's what it does. That's what God does. All right, you have a great night. All right, appreciate you now. Appreciate you now. Okay, I just <laughs> I just got a notification of one of the individuals on. But they don't want to talk. <laughs> okay, uh, there's this person. I'm gonna see if I can catch them. Hopefully, I don't scare them. I'm kind of, kind of preparing them. I wanted to see if they would like to say something. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How y'all doing today? Hello, hello. Are y'all there? Okay, okay, okay. Did I say anything? Hello? Hello? Can y'all hear me? Okay. Okay. But they're not there. Well, you know, this this has really been an eye-opening opportunity for me because, uh, like I said, I, I've seen in my own life, I've seen God move. And I know I mentioned earlier about, um, you know, being able to find a place that I've never been to lead me to a place without an address. You know, um, that's why I tell people it's so important for you to listen to God and obey him. It may seem crazy. You know, we always hear the scripture. It says God will use the foolish thing to confound the wise. You know, I tell people, trust God and obey him in every area of your life. And also I tell people, consult God about everything. To some people, it may not seem it's important or whatever, but I'm telling you, you consult God about everything. There may be a reason that God have you to pick up something, to do something, or whatever. You know, and, and this is me. 
this this is what I do. Some people they may not do this. Some people may think, uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just uh overthinking or whatever. But I even before I put on anything, I always ask God, God, what do you want me to wear? There may be something specific that he may want me to wear for me to be able to be an eye catcher to someone that he may have as an assignment for me or me be their assignment. Now, there might be a time that he may say, well, look here, it's your choice today. I'm like, oh, okay. But what happened if we consult God and we talk to God, we lean on God in every area, then what happened, like I said, there develops a trust. There develops a trust. And God wants to make sure that he can trust us. Like I said, we always tell God, God, I trust you, I trust you, but can God trust us? And so with those situations, understand this life journey, we are on an assignment. It should be we are on an assignment. And who knows, we're on a 24-hour call. God may call us at any time, especially those who are ministers. First of all, anybody that's a believer, we are ministers. We are ministers. Now, now there may be people who may be ministering over the pulpit, some that may be ministering outside of the pulpit. But for us to understand, God may have us to do certain things, or God may have us on a journey to do things or to just go by. And he may tell you, hey, matter of fact, I'm going to bring this up because um, this happened to me on last Thursday, this past Thursday. I was, um, I was somewhere. I was some, oh, I was in Lubis. I went back to the restroom, and it seemed like every time I go to a restroom, I hear God, or I have a conversation with God, or God may have a conversation with me. And so what happened, I saw Aaliyah. I saw the word Aaliyah. I heard the word, the name Aaliyah. I'm like, Aaliyah? I don't know an Aaliyah. And then it hit me. Oh, oh, the singer Aaliyah. Oh, okay. Now, I knew that she passed away uh, 2001. And then all of a sudden, I begin to start seeing, okay, Aaliyah, okay, why am I seeing her? Okay, whatever reason. And then I forgot about it. I drove to go back to my son. And it might have been about less than 20 minutes from the time that I saw Aaliyah up until I ended up making it to my son's street. All of a sudden, God told me to look at that person that was walking towards my way. And I looked. And it was a young lady. I'm like, okay. He said, look at the shirt. And I looked, and it was a shirt with Aaliyah. I said, oh, okay. There was an opportunity for me to be able to have my spiritual senses, my 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 spiritual listening skills higher on high alert because I had to listen. I couldn't push away God telling me about the name Aaliyah and then he showed me the image of a, an Aaliyah and then 20 minutes later end up driving on the street that I was purposed to go to and I end up seeing what God, a person that God showed me and you know it wasn't like oh well this person is popular right now or this person to put out a new album no but God was, I look at that as a test and an opportunity for me to be able to hear and to have my spiritual senses deepen. 
So God want to use every opportunity for us to have that conversation with him or for him to have that conversation with us to have that deeper relationship with us or us with him. So whatever you're dealing with, let that be an opportunity for that to bring you closer to God and not pull you away from God. And I hope and pray that, you know, this is not the last time, but we, we, we're going to be revisiting conversation about growing our faith. And I hope and pray that when the next time we have it, there is a testimony of you having your spiritual uh, uh, faith muscles grown or developed. You know, you might only carry five pounds of spiritual weight, but I'm praying that even through this message that God help you to be able to have your muscles fed for you to be able to uh, uh, grow and groom it. And the next time, instead of you picking up five pounds, you had to pick up 500 pounds, whatever it is, but use it as an opportunity for you to be able to have your growth, have your spiritual growth in God, have your trust, your belief, your 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 obedience, your obedience deeper in God. Whatever you lean, whatever you lean upon, whatever you depend upon, if it ain't God sent it, leave it alone. If God didn't give it to you, then you reject it. Allow whatever God has given you, appreciate it, value it, and invent. let God see you as a great investment. Like I said, we're praying about things, we, we're desiring things, but ask God to prepare you for it. And matter of fact, God hit me with something today. It blew my mind. And, you know, just to let y'all know, y'all going to hear this later on. Y'all may see it later on. I may post it for tomorrow. But even there are some people that's asking God for finance for a moment. God, I want more money. I want more money. I want more money. Yeah, but can we manage when God give it to us? Can we manage what we already got? If we mismanage what we already got, then we will mismanage what we asking God for. So God is trying to help us to be a better steward now. And once we manage what we already have, then we can manage what we asking God for because God does not want us to receive something that's going to make us that make us have a burden or it become a burden to us. So with that being said, for those who have um, a situation in their life, we're going to give that to God and look at it as an opportunity for God to move and God to strengthen us and develop that relationship with him. And also, just get someone who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe with the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is a great opportunity for you to be able to see what God can do. God can do it for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We ask you, God, first of all, God, to forgive us, God, if we said it 
did anything that was unlike you, God. We ask you, God, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Ask God to help us right now, God, in every area of our life right now, God. We surrender our will and our ways to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we come to you right now, God. The only way we know how to, God. God, we ask you, God, to help us, God, in every area of our life right now, God. Whatever we're uh, lacking in, God, wherever, whatever is uh, hindering us, God, in our walking life, God, God, help us right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. There are those, God, who are looking for things, God, but, God, they're using methods that are outside of your will, God. So, God, help us right now, God, to surrender everything to you right now, God. Help us, God, to be obedient to you right now, God. Help us, God, to understand, God, that you have our best interests at heart right now, God. Help us right now, God, to be prepared for, God, what we seeking you for, God. But most importantly, God, help us, God, to not seek you for things, God, but God, help us to seek you for who you are right now, God. God, we're not only going to uh, praise you, we don't praise you for what you can do, but most importantly, we praise you for who you are, God. You are our Savior, God. You are our Redeemer, and we thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God. Those right now, God, who may be burdened down, God, who may be worried, God, who may be stressed right now, God, who may have panic attacks, God, who may have fear right now, God. God, we bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. God, we even bind the spirit of panic attacks right now, God. God, there are some that look like they all they do is just worry. They just find things to worry about, find things to complain about. But, God, we speaking right now, God, give them that desire to rest in you right now. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and to have the opportunity of what they're facing right now, God, have it as an opportunity right now for you to show yourself strong on the behalf of the believers right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, help us, God, to feast on your word, God. Whatever situation that we're dealing with, God, help us, God, to find scriptures in your word, God, on what you said about it, God. We're not going by what we see, but we're going by what you say, and we're resting in what you said right now. We rest on your promises right now in the name of Jesus. And, so, and Lord, we speak right now, God, those who may need comfort in God. Lord, we speak, God, for those who are bereaved right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you comfort them. Be with them right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you strengthen them right now, God. Help them in every area of their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak right now, God. Right now, God, we're speaking right now, God, those right now who may be sick right now, God. God, we know, God, this pandemic we've been dealing with, God, for so many months right now, almost two years right now, God. And, God, there are those right now, God, even in fear and those who may be worrying right now, God. Those who even asking God, where are you in all of this right now, God? God, help us, God, to rest in you, even in the pandemic right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, ahead of protection, God. We speaking, God, for safety right now, God. We speaking, God, for peace right now, God. And God, we know, God, we... Well, we know, God, even the peace right now, God, that surpasses all understanding, God, you would give to us right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony coming from this right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for moving in a mighty way right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we praise you right now, God. You are worthy to be praised, God. We give you obedience right now. And, God, we even speak it right now, God. 
We understand worship right now, God. Worship is so important, God, in our faith muscles to grow, God. Worship, God. Help us, God, to worship you, God. Help us, God, to praise you, to magnify you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us right now in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. And God, help us, God, to be prepared for your arrival right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we thank you for the testimony that comes from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for sealing, God, for sealing us right now. Now, God, and God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, God. Amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in. For those who uh, want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook on Brother Prater, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Piers and Tom, E-R. Or you can see my daily devotions and videos also. You can go to uh, my website at brotherprater.com. Uh, you can go to my website. You'll see my daily devotions, also my upcoming events, and my videos. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written for men that needs the responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, we talked to women to let them know their qualities of potential future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, this book right here, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is um, a tribute to my sister, uh, Sheila Prater. She was uh, unfortunately killed due to the hands of uh, domestic violence. And um, like I said, this is just uh, me having a conversation about my sister and also, you know, I just say it like this. I'm one of the. Uh, I'm a blessed young man. Um, I'm uh, one of the proudest moments of my life. Other than me receiving uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and me being a father, is me being a brother to my sister Sheila. So I thank you all and continue to keep us in prayer. And I just, not just myself, but also be praying for those who are grieving. Uh, this is the season right now of holidays and stuff, and you know we're just going. to Keep everyone up before God. So I thank each and one who are tuning in, and I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.